Hi, I'm John Maxwell. When the top companies in the world are looking for trainers, speakers, and coaches, there's one name that stands above the rest, and that's Maxwell Leadership. Our certified team members have gotten proven results for companies all over the globe, and our reputation, I'm proud to say, is second to none. Some of our members have risen to the top of their profession, including the one you're going to meet today. I proudly introduce you to my friend, Bob Fabian Zinka. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you need to develop into a better leader, this podcast is for you. If you want to achieve a greater level of success, this podcast is for you. His mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, said it best, everything rises and falls on leadership. We hope to inspire you today and provide you with an insight that has the potential to positively impact the trajectory of your life. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast. Hello, LinkedIn family. This is uh, Coach Busy coming to you from Silicon Valley. And I have a very uh, important uh, guest uh, today. And uh, we were just in the Dominican Republic uh, last week, and uh, I am really, really excited uh, to bring to you someone who's very special, but I'm not going to do the introduction. I'm going to let Papa John do it uh, for us. So here we go. Hi, I'm John Maxwell. When the top companies in the world are looking for trainers, speakers, and coaches, there's one name that stands above the rest, and that's Maxwell Leadership. Our certified team members have gotten proven results for companies all over the globe, and our reputation, I'm proud to say, is second to none. Some of our members have risen to the top of their profession, including the one you're going to meet today. I proudly introduce you to my friend and your friend, Jorge Roque. Where does a coach belong? Should they be ahead of you, clearing the path for you, or behind you, cheering you on? actually is neither. The coach's place is by your side, helping you find your footing each step of the way. Hi, I'm Jorge Roque, a Maxwell Leadership Certified Coach, Speaker, Trainer, and Teacher. I'm passionate about personal development in all its forms, but my specialty is coaching. There is nothing quite as satisfying as walking alongside someone as they become the person they want to be. And if you have a goal that you're striving toward, or even if you're just looking for some direction on your way, I want to partner with you in that process. John Maxwell has been one of the world's foremost leadership and personal growth experts for more than 40 years. And as your Maxwell Certified Coach, I am uniquely and powerfully resourced to help you accomplish anything. What does your dream need from you? What do you need to do? Who do you need to meet? Where do you need to spend your time and resources? As your coach, I will be here to guide you toward your answers to these questions. I want to help you make the uncertain certain. Together, supported by proven effective self-development principles, we will put a plan in place that grows you steadily toward your goal. The greatest investment you can make is in yourself. Let's make it together. Contact me today to start making your dream a reality. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you well. <laughs> okay, fantastic. 
Wow, this is the second time around, so it is it is working now. Again, for those listening to us, sorry, about 10 minutes ago we, we tried, but uh, I could hear him just fine, but he couldn't hear me. I am so excited uh, to speak to you live right now on LinkedIn. It looks like we have about a dozen people watching us now. But just uh, to get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background, your uh, leadership journey, how you got to be where you are uh, today? Okay, so... Uh, I was born in Cuba, came to the to the U.S. at the age of 17, um, and initially, well, you know, worked with whatever I could until I got into the IT uh, world. And I worked till uh, 2001 for IT. At that time, the dot-com companies crashed, and the IT jobs were leaving America to uh, uh, Pakistan and other countries, and I had no choice but to be dumped, literally dumped, into real estate because I had no other skills whatsoever. With my engineering mind, I developed a mindset uh, or a, um, a process, if you want to call it that way, a process actually, where I actually understood why a client needed a realtor or a real estate agent. Uh, and using that, that, that uh, uh, structure that I developed, well, I was able to start getting listings and, and becoming successful in my new profession, which again, it was a complete shock to me from being a geek, turning into a salesperson. That mm -hmm. was a hard, hard switch. Uh, but it, I found out that it wasn't that hard and it actually, it flowed natural out of me. Now, because of my uh, ability that I developed from there, one of the things that immediately uh, I realized is that I actually uh, I wanted to teach other and I like to teach other and encourage others. Today, mm -hmm. I like to call it that when I look back in my life, I realized that I've been turning many Cinderella's into princesses uh, because I have a heart for the underdog, for whoever needs. Why? Because I was one of those and I am one of those many times. So I appreciate also how, uh, the many opportunities that I had and the mentors that I had through my life. So um, becoming one was something that it was a vocation, something that flowed mm -hmm. out of me without any effort whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I could do it uh, for free with all the joy of my heart. I mean, uh, no questions asked. Now, during my process as a broker, becoming a broker in real estate and helping others, I had um, a breakdown. And the breakdown was that I was giving myself, teaching all those new realtors that were coming out of this, uh, the licensing uh, uh, process, and, and becoming or turning them into non-producing agent, into producing agent and teaching them techniques and, and, and expertise that you don't get from the school, you actually get on working in the field. And suddenly after a couple of years, these agents that I developed, and at that time I had about 30 agents, they suddenly start leaving one after another and I became bitter and angry and I felt mm. betrayed by them. Now, you know that all coins had two sides. So at first, of course, I felt like a victim and I was feeling sorry for myself. Then I started looking, why this happened? Why it really happened? And it really happened because I was very well intended, but I didn't have the skill to properly deliver and be patient with the process. And on top of that, I did not have the right motivation to give. I was giving with the expectation of receiving a result Mm -hmm. But I wasn't given with a full open heart, regardless of the consequences. That brought me into a kind of like 
sad stage. I don't want to call it depression because it's, it was not, but I was definitely bitter and, and beat up. And I didn't want to recruit or train anybody else because I wanted, I didn't want to deal with ungrateful people. But guess what? Mm. When you have a vocation that flows out of you, the desire of helping and mentoring and teaching others and coaching others is something that you cannot resist. And I realized that this is actually my passion, my um, this, the, the biggest strength that I have in me is actually sharing what I have learned Wow. And and the wisdom that I acquired through experience, so I can help those these people build up these new uh, leaders. And and I there, there was a phrase that struck me really hard from Maxwell, and it was that you always build, uh, you always uh, leading, either in a positive way or in a negative way, or by sure. just doing nothing, still mm -hmm. you're leading. So and that's how Maxwell get into my life. I realized that I had to train the trainer. Mm -hmm. fix my heart clear my mind R line up my intentions so i can actually start delivering the help that i want to so passionately give out yes. but with quality with compassion with um with passion too but with compassion so <laughs> and uh and, and this has been quite a, a wonderful journey because i have been learning and and opening drawers that I didn't want to open about myself and realizing, oh my goodness, I really have to deal with this. But one more thing that I learned with Maxwell, that in the process of learning, I have developed a more compassionate attitude or forgiving attitude toward myself. Not to excuse, not to excuse myself, but to, to allow the process take the, the time, the necessary time and the necessary pain to complete. Mm. Make sense? Wow. So here we are, we're, we're starting this new business uh, of coaching, um, which is going to be completely linked uh, to my real estate practice. I have a real estate brokerage and also have a real estate school where I uh, uh, help people pass uh, the, the required courses to, so they can get a Florida license. But on top of that, we're going to be also coaching our agents to a new level, not only in production and accountability, but also to become better on everything that they can be every aspect of their lives. Why? Because I'm also growing and I will be able now to share with them, thanks to what we are actually receiving through the Maxwell Leadership Organization, the resources, we, we're going to be able to share with them the resources that we actually uh, receiving that we're being, being benefit with. So with wow. that, I don't know if you have an additional question. <laughs> no, that, that is that is quite uh, amazing. And that's definitely one thing I really love about uh, America, right? Uh, when you come here, you may not have anything and you may not be famous or any of that, but you can start from the very bottom and kind of work your 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 way up, right? You can start a business, you can be successful, and then you can also learn how to uh, uh, scale. So, But something that you said really uh, caught my attention. It looks like to be successful, there seems to be either, you can say, a spiritual or at least a mental dimension to success, like your attitude, your mindset kind of has a lot to do with what you are able to accomplish and how you are able to relate to other people, go your team or your business. Do you agree? Absolutely. Uh, the mind, you know, whatever's in your mind will, will determine everything else that comes out of it. Uh, it's like in, uh, you know, in, in IT, in the computer world, we call it input output, the same thing, whatever you input into your mind, 
is what is going out, uh, either through your emotions, your actions, the way you perform, the way you behave. Everything depends on your uh, of what are, what are you feeding your mind with, mm -hmm. and also very important attitude. Once you receive that knowledge, that wisdom, uh, or that influence, that external influence, what are you going to do about it? The attitude is something that you actually cannot receive from anybody else. It's just one decision that you have to make. It's either you take it the right way and you excel, or you keep on with your sad story, rejecting everything that you just received. Wow, that is that is quite uh, incredible. And and I know I was there with you when we went to the Dominican Republic with the Maxwell Leadership uh, Organization. And one of the uh, values that we did uh, teach those leaders there was uh, attitude. I think one thing I really got out of it is uh, my attitude is my choice, right? You decide if you're going to be positive or negative or how, how you are going to react to whatever happens to pretty much us all, right? Life happens and then right. how do you res res respond uh, to it? Any more you'd like to add? Uh, just like uh, about uh, uh, attitude in, in general and how critical I think it is as a, as a core value, something that people should really uh, practice every day. Yes, I agree. And uh, now with the time we, we have left, I'm, I'm gonna get to uh, ask, ask you my seven favorite questions, right? <laughs> so uh, the first one is, what is the greatest lesson you have learned? What is the secret of your success, you think, Ori? I, I, I said it in uh, half of it uh, in a few minutes ago, and it's basically to be passionate, but also compassionate, mm. both. You, you know, for example, one of the things that, is, uh, that I'm very uh, well known is about my passion, my energy. But I'm also well known by my lack of compassion when I, when I let my, my, um, my passion take over and not allow room for, for process to develop the right way. So, mm. <laughs> so I used to be very, very demanding and um, very strict, very, uh, if you want, perfectionist. I, I like it to be more, it's not perfectionist in the sense of procrastination, but it's perfectionist in the sense that I wanted to deliver the best, most polished result or mm -hmm. experience to our clients. So when I ask my agents, uh, you have to use this software, act this way, do this and do that, I was pretty much uh, not giving them room to breathe, you know, basically. And that's one of the reasons why they left at that time. So one of the things that I definitely learned in order to be successful is you definitely have to be passionate and relentless, absolutely. But you also have to be compassionate and breathe a little bit and let process work. It mm. can be as uh, as you want it all the time, most of the time. You have to actually let people digest what they're receiving. Sometimes you're going too fast. And that's I, one of the things that I, I believe that, that it, has, has helped me a lot. Wow. So basically, you do have to prioritize your relationships too. Because like even in the military, yes. people who are extremely successful, they are go-getters, but nobody likes, likes them because they don't really treat people well, right? They get things done, exactly. but like they have a kind of leader that would take a whip and get everybody in the, the frenzy and get them to pretty much go, you know, 100%. But 
but you can't really do it at scale, right? You can't do it for forever, but maybe for a short time, yeah. yes. But yeah. One, one, I would like to add that, you know, you said what would be the secret, the secret sauce. I believe also that one of the most, well, if not the most important ingredient is actually self-awareness. Uh, know mm. yourself, know, know the good things that are in you, the strength that you have, but also the weaknesses. So you can balance them out so you can actually work on the things that you don't like about yourself that much. And, um, and you know, be aware, be aware who you are. From there, you can start anything. Mm. Well, that's very important. I like that, and uh, that that kind of leads leads me to to my next question. Actually, before I, I get to that, is there anything you can add about uh, the greatest leadership advice you have ever received? The greatest leadership advice that I have received. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't come into my mind, but um, I mean, if I if I could tell you a leadership advice that I have received is actually I mentioned it to you while we were offline, and it is mm-hmm. that you I actually mentioned it here too. You will lead regardless, mm. for good or for bad, and even if you don't make a decision. And there is a phrase from John Maxwell, and I keep quoting him. Obviously, he's he's yes. my, my grand teacher. Um, I like to consider uh, or uh, turning my life into a, uh, a long gift to others. Wow. That's my mission, my motto. That's, that's what really touched me when hmm. Maxwell talked to me the first time. You know, um, don't be so obsessed about you being amazing. Yes. Be obsessed yes. about becoming a gift that everybody that passes around you mm. receives a blessing receives an, uh, an empowerment, an encouragement that every person that comes through your, you know, across your life, across your path, mm-hmm. that you leave a, a very special but good mark that lasts for the rest of their life. Wow. That's my mission right now. That's my goal. That's my, my motto. That's, the, I guess, the best advice that I could tell. That is probably Be one of the greatest the best value. For wow. Because I, I think that really uh, ties in, into part of the work we did in the Dominican Republic, right? Because when you are successful, it's all about you, me, myself, and I, right? I, I want exactly. to have a car, a house, or, or whatever. But when you start to become significant, it's not about you anymore. It's about what you're doing for other people, helping them achieve their dream. And I think that is really, really key. And I also feel like and that makes you ha- happier too, right? more content it makes you plenty makes you a lot happier but not only that success follows uh Mm -hmm. regardless i mean it's inevitable that once you become uh focused on significance and making a good impact in everybody's life that is around you everything trickles down in a way that you were not even expecting wow um and and but that's beautiful what you said that once and it's true remember once you taste significance Success is not anymore a, a, a problem. It's not a, a, a thing to 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 uh, to uh, run after. Mm-hmm. It will come, but it it comes, it, it flows, it, it just show up automatically. Wow! But touching lives, taking yourself out of the picture as the main thing, and making your life a gift to other, to others, that makes a huge difference. Not only for you, it gives you a satisfaction and a payment that no money can give. Wow. And it brings it brings you money and the other things that you want, the other the yes. stuff that you want. 
Yes, yes. It's actually, I think, a, a master key to success for 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 sure. Because even in life, if you are an, an employee or if you have a business, whatever you do, you want to add more value to the people you are working for than they give you in monetary compensation or benefit and, and all of all of that. But really by serving others, by getting, I think it was Zig Ziglar, right? He said something like, uh, if you give enough people what they want, then they will turn around and give you everything uh, you want. Really by, by being unselfish, by giving, you actually end up receiving more. This is, this is really uh, awesome. I uh, really love that. Now, just like uh, every leader, we are always learning. So what are you learning now? That's my second question uh, to you. Well, there are two things that I'm learning. One is more controversial. Oh, it's a little bit controversial. <laughs> okay, we'll I want to get into that. that. Sure. <laughs> the first one is, you know, each teacher, um, they, they say that the teacher talks more about the things that, are def, that we're affected with in their own experience, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, for me, I was, um, I, I felt that I was like a, like a power plant, but I didn't have knowledge, understanding of my own power and how mm. to regulate that power, right? So one of the things that I, that I learned that I actually enjoy very much is actually learning more about human behavior and how to modify or um, improve, you know, mm. your behavior. We are very predictable people. Humans are extremely predictable. So one of the things that I learned from uh, from the Maxwell Organization or through the Maxwell Organization was actually the, uh, the personality or behavior analysis through the DISC method, D-I-S-C. That is extremely important, not only to understand how you function, but also uh, how can you perform better after you understand yourself better. It gives you a lot of sense of uh, relief. Uh, in, I felt, I remember that I felt for many, many, many years, a lot of guilt. Why I'm so driven? Why I had no satisfaction with whatever mm. I have? Why I just keep wanting more and more and more and never have enough? Uh, and I realized now, you know, once you, you, you learn about your personality, you understand why you are wired the way you are wired and why you behave certain way to the other people, why some people are more likable to you and some mm -hmm. other are kind of like, mm, you don't like these people anymore. The reality is that one of the things that you also learn by studying analysis of, uh, you know, behavior analysis is that we are all needed. We are all puzzles of a very, uh, all very important pieces of a puzzle and we are all needed. And if you, if you learn to relate and work with all their type of personalities, then it becomes easier, mm. easier uh, to make things happen, to tolerate those people. Then suddenly that person that you didn't like anymore because of this and these aspects that were kind of like repelling to you, now they become wonderful tools mm. in your arsenal. And it helps you, you know, be a team player and also build a team if you want to. The other nice. thing that I also learning and studying for the last uh, uh, two three years is scientific astrology. I know, I know <laughs> this is very controversial. I get it. I, I, I get it. It's extremely controversial. And I always like to turn to explain it to start this way. Um, the three magi, uh, magis were following and start toward the, you know, where Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know we have a Christian audience, but let me explain why I call it scientific astrology. 
anything in order to be scientific has to be proven and replicated. It has to be reproduced, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the astrology itself has nothing to do with psychic uh, abilities, has nothing to do with uh, um, Tarot or any religion or any word philosophy, nothing. Uh, astrology <clears throat> is actually the study of the influence let's call it magnetic forces we don't know exactly how to go those forces but they do produce certain influences in you as an individual but also in a society in the world and how we prove that oh, through history that's one of the things that i'm very passionate I'm, I'm passionate about history and i noticed that when i started studying this that every time there is a pandemic there is a war there are certain events in history the same hmm. astrological configuration happens. It's the wow. same one, similar. And it's, it's extremely amazing how accurate it is. Now we call it pseudoscience. We kind of put it, push it down to the, to the core because, oh, we don't, we don't want to believe in that. And I totally understand. If you look at it from a perspective of, of a religion that maybe you want to keep a, a, a pure faith that depends only blindly on the will of God, I get it, but this is not what I'm using it for. Mm -hmm. You can use it. Yes, you can definitely predict events, possible events, if these other config these configurations that we already know continue to happen. But the main thing that I like to know about this is this. When you're born, whether you believe it or not, you receive a magnetic seal. I'm calling it magnetic because we don't know how to call those forces. You receive a seal that conditions the way you behave and the way you act. Now, I believe in will, uh, freedom of will, but that freedom is conditioned also by your ability, right? Now, I can try as much as I can to become uh, a basketball pro player, but in reality, if, if the seal that I received when I was born, the magnetic seal from the influence of the, of the planets around me, uh, did not condition me with that ability, I will frustrate myself the whole life trying to become a <laughs> pro in that. But if I know that my actually my skill burned into my brain, into my soul when I was born, it's actually, for example, in my case, communicating, compassion, mm -hmm. uh, teaching. Then if I redirect my life and my work toward that venue, I know that it's going to be flow easier because it's something that I was conditioned with to be successful with. Uh, so that's the thing that I do. You know, we, we go by the disc and that, that's something that is amazing because the disc is actually a psychological analysis of how you think about yourself with, through a set of questions. Um, we actually determine what do you think about yourself and therefore how you behave. Mm -hmm. For those that are open to go a little bit deeper, then I go into something called what we call the NATO chart, astrological NATO chart. And I basically see what is the snapshot of the heavens at the moment that you were born. And I can see clearly what are your preconditions. Now, does that mean that you have to, um, that you have to be upset because you can't be a pro player? No, it means that now you can actually be happier, relax and enjoy the fact that there are all the areas where you can actually be a superstar instead of trying to be frustrated or your life trying to become something else.
Now, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not going to guess anything about your future. We're not going to guess anything if you don't want to get into anything that is um, taboo for you. I get it. Don't worry about it. Let's focus exclusively on what really conditions your life. And, and, I, and, I, and I challenge um, those that are listening to me right now. Talk to anyone who, work, who works in uh, agriculture or, or study any agricultural uh, uh, um, civilization. They all go by a lunar calendar, by a moon calendar. You can have the same seed, but if you plant that seed in the wrong moon, you won't know how the harvest that you expected. So there are moons, and the mm-hmm. Bible is full of those examples. The, the, you know, the calendar in the Bible is actually is a, is a lunar or moon calendar where there are seasons to plant that is based on the type of moon and there are seasons to harvest based on the plant, on the type of the type of moon that is at the moment. And, and it's extremely simple. If that planet or, or asteroid, no asteroid, no satellite that is around us, around Earth, affects the way we uh, cultivate and harvest, why will it not affect your emotions? Why will it not affect, and as a matter of fact, that's what it does in, on a human, affects it actually your emotions. Why would not affect us how we react? Now, with armed with that knowledge, and I like to I like to say that when you're looking into the chart, you're literally having like a bird's eye view of your owner's manual. Definitely, God created you, but this is like an owner's manual where I can open it up and see what is going on here. Mm. Uh, in my case, for example, he actually helped me go to the extra mile because, again, being a very uh, driven person. That also gave me a lot of uh, resentment against myself, and and I and I remember I was always hearing from everybody around me, why you cannot have enough, hmm. <laughs> why you cannot stop, why you cannot settle, why you cannot just uh, enjoy what you have. At the moment, I didn't have the understanding to see why, right? Or for example. Why will I keep coming back to help people that later on will hurt me? <laughs> hmm. And it happens over and over. You know, the most dramatic one was the one when pretty much all the agents to the office left. But I realized that I was actually conditioned and wired to be a communicator, to be someone that uplifts to others, that in order for me to be successful, I have to bring others up. I had mm-hmm. to uh, teach, mentor, um, uplift and that was actually a natural gift uh, that I couldn't avoid. Some people call it vocation, and, mm-hmm. and that's the proper way. It's a calling. But it's something that flows out of you, out of your soul. It's like, like I like to say in simple terms, if you were designed to be a lamb, don't try to be a broom. <laughs> if you I are like designed that. to be a broom, don't try to be a flashlight. Mm-hmm. So I realized, for example, through this, through this discovery, I realized what is my strength and what is my purpose or my, my natural built, my natural condition. And on top of that, obviously, the disc helps a lot because it helps me understand what I think about myself mm-hmm. and also why I'm thinking this way, you know, so I can actually work myself. But there is a limit. There is a limit, and, and the limit is within the parameters where you, which where you were conditioned when you were born. And that is, that is uh, I mean, I, I, I can do an ADHR chart to anyone and, and it's extremely accurate. You will be amazed how much I know about anyone's life. Um, and there's no, there no guessing. There is, it's just understanding what is the strength or the influence that this plan is produced 
on the society and on each uh, individual's life and just see in the chart where these planets are affecting or touching the, the specific area of your life. And it's amazing how hmm. accurate it is. It's amazing how accurate it is. The, that is quite and the reason why, interesting. And the, reason, and the reason why I like to call it uh, scientific, and I always put that adjective uh, before, is to make sure that it's not associated with anything that is psychic or or mm -hmm. anything that is out there um, that is more like uh, entertainment for adults. This is not entertainment for adults. Uh, cool. <laughs> this is no, more, that, I, I'm, that I'm, history sense. is my history is my lab, where I can mm -hmm. actually prove it. Wow. That it works. That is that is quite uh, interesting, and and as a leader, I, I can tell you it's very important to know thyself first, right? And and then uh, once you have your your purpose and you are clear you know, about why why you are here, somebody else said, right? There are two dates that are extremely important in somebody's life: one, the day they were they were born, and number two, the day they realize why they were born. And and I think once you know that, and as you work with people, I think that's probably one of the the big distinction between a leader and a manager. Manager, they tend to treat everybody exactly the same, but the leader, kind of like what you were saying, depending on who you work with, you kind of know what their psychological profile is, and then you kind of know what they need, and you kind of complement each other. So instead of uh, fighting, you actually help them achieve uh, their goal, and and you can give everybody on your team a different level of, uh, uh, I guess, attention or tools or whatever it is that they need in order for them to be successful at 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 their level. I I like that a lot. Now, just like uh, every leader, people would look at you, see how successful you, you are, and they're gonna think you've never been uh you've you've never failed at anything. But in my opinion, the more you fail, the more you you become successful. So my third question for you is uh, how has failure shaped your life? Basically turning me into a more humble person mm. turning me into a person willing to listen and review myself and review the game what did i do wrong what should i have done better uh when you are in in uh, success mode and everything is going and flowing extremely well you just keep running and running and running and sometimes you run over a lot of people <laughs> and you don't realize uh, what you're doing and you can mess up your life, your marriage, um, mm. your co-workers, your family, anything, anything around you and in front of you because you are doing so well. So you believe that that's who says is validation that you have to keep doing what you're doing. Mm. So failure is the great opportunity that you can actually, it's hurtful, it, it's painful and it's being for me very painful. But it's the moment where you can actually stop and enjoy the opportunity, the magical, amazing opportunity to review. It's actually one of the few times where we can actually have the willingness to listen. Mm. So wow. uh, failure is being a blessing. And that's one of the things that I learned from failure. Instead of seeing as something negative or bad, or instead of even getting resentment against those people that hurt me and caused me somehow a way of failing. It actually helped me to see more about me. How can I make this better? How wow. can I really re-polish re this diamond so I can truly become a true gift to other people? Without failure, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't have stopped and I would, I would keep just running over uh, anyone or anything. Wow, oh, yeah. that is very, very uh, insightful. And by the way, uh, Will Smith from Charlotte, I guess, South Carolina, is asking, what was the chart that was referenced? The, the name of the uh, astrological chart you referenced earlier? The natal chart, the birth chart. The birth chart. A, the birth mm -hmm. chart is basically the snapshot of the heavens, you know, the, the position of the planets mm -hmm. at the moment that you were born. That's nice. Now, the, uh, for, that, for that, obviously, we need more than the date of birth. We need actually the exact time that you were born as or the most accurate one. Because, see, um, we have, um, there is, there is, um, there is uh, the sun itself is a very important um, influence in our lives. And there are two positions where the sun affects our life. One mm -hmm. changes uh, every month one of those aspects, which is what we call the the birth sign. You know, let's say you're Taurus, Pisces, whatever. That's the sun sign, and it only changes once a month. But there is one that changes every uh, half an hour, which is actually the ascendant. And it depends on the translation and the rotation of the Earth on, on its own X. So... Um, that one is extremely important. It's actually more important than when in the month than the month that you were born. So that's why we need the time, because the ascendant is the way that you behave. The way is your first reaction. It's actually the true behavior that affects you and everybody around you. It's the way you project yourself. We like to call it the mask, wow. the mask which you 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 talk to everybody else. Now, under pressure, we fall back into the monthly. Uh, you know, the real sign, the sun sign, which is the one that changes every month, mm -hmm. right? On the pressure, we fall back to that. That's your core, your inside, the one that you don't show to people. But that one, the one that you show everybody and actually affects for good or bad everyone around you uh, and the way you actually perform is actually your ascendant. And that change every half an hour. That's why we need the time. Well, that is quite uh, fascinating. Uh, I always love talking with you and I'm always yes. learning something new every time. By the way, uh, Will Smith said, uh, thank you. Really enjoying the conversation. We, we are all already run, running out of, out of time here, but if I can just keep you for a little bit uh, longer. So for number four, uh, Jorge, who do you know that uh, we should know? Who are some of your uh, mentors, thought leaders that you are following? I know Papa John is one of them. Who, who else are you following out there? Ed, our, um, his name is, let me look it up right here, uh, is uh, the author or of the book called um, The Miracle Morning. That was one of the amazing books. Ed uh, Harold, I believe. Let me see. He has oh, a, yes, I think I'm, I'm, I know who you are talking about. And, uh, I, I have this, this book in my library. You're talking about uh, Hal Elrod, right? Uh, let me see. I have it right here. Yeah, I believe it's Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod. H-A-L Elrod. That book is one of the most amazing practical books. Uh, it's actually one of the first books that really impacted my life in a very positive way, like to wow. take action. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that's one of the things that I actually started doing, uh, practicing the Miracle Morning every day. It changed completely a lot in my life. 
it made me do things that I wasn't willing to do before, or at least I didn't have the discipline to do. And that's another mm -hmm. thing. It helped me with the discipline problem, <laughs> with the wow, consistency. I, I, I uh, love it. Any, anyone else we should follow? Not at, at this moment. I don't have anyone. No, this is, this one. is, this is great. Uh, yes. I, uh, I really love how I've, I have learned quite a lot, uh, from him. Uh, especially when you, I guess he, I believe he talks right about seven areas of self-development that you should, should focus on. One of them is your, um, body, but also learning and, and all of that and being able to do all of that, I guess what, within 60, 60 minutes from, from when you uh, wake up and kind of being ready for the day? You can take a little bit more than that, but at least that will be the bare, the bare yeah. minimum. But definitely when you wake up, it's time for yourself. Time that you, you wake up earlier before everybody else, a couple hours after or at least an hour after. So you can meditate, you can visualize, so you can actually learn something new every day by, mm -hmm. by the compound effect after a year, just half an hour of reading something good that is going to yes. teach you something. We're not talking about a novel. We're talking about something that is going to teach you something. Mm -hmm. After a year, just reading half an hour of that, about that subject, you become an expert on it. That but is if you don't, if you fascinating. If you read once a week, if you read once a week, <laughs> man, you don't have the consistency to build up uh, um, the snowball. <laughs> yes, I, in order to become an expert. I, I really love that because Papa John also talked about the five things he does every single day, including Saturday, including Sunday, including on holidays, five things every right. single day. So when you do something every single day, you are right. It then builds up, right? The, it's, uh, I, I guess, what you would call uh, the... Um, the compounds. Uh, the, the compound effect, exactly. And that's, that's how he's been able to write. How many books now? Like 82 books, I, uh, I believe. He writes every single day. It's just amazing. Great, Jorge. No, that I was going, actually, it came to my mind that another book that is great is The Compound Effect. But oh, I yes. think uh, uh, the, um, the Miracle Morning is actually simpler and it gives you a very clear, practical way to start and seeing immediate progress in your life. And The Compact Effect, is that one by uh, Darren Hardy? Uh, I, that, I yeah, don't I, remember I the name. Is, is is... He's actually one of my mentors too. So it looks like we've been reading the same uh, people. For those who are able to, to see you, yeah. they, they can see it on the screen. The Compact Effect by uh, it, Darren Hardy. He used to be the yeah. editor of the uh, Success uh, magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I read I read that book like 20 years ago or something like that. Okay. Uh, but it was... Hold on. I think I... Can you, can you still hear me? I can see you. Oh, sorry. Oh, hey, I think I just lost your sound again. You can you can hear me, right? I can hear you. Yes. Okay. Now yes. now, now I can hear you. Sorry. <laughs> I got I got scared there for a for a second. I thought I, I had lost lost you again. Yes. So the the compound effect is is a is a really good good book by uh, uh, Darren uh, Hardy, another one of my mentors too. I was just saying how. Looks like we are following and re reading this, the same thing. Okay, this, this, this is great. And uh, this would be part of question five. So question six then, uh, what have you done that we should do? What is one action you have taken that has positively uh, impacted your life? The best one, waking up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> wow. 
And do you want to do you want to know the second one? Please. Making my bed. Mm. Actually, making my bed every morning. I have an admiral who wrote a book about making your bed every. I actually morning. I don't remember his name, but I learned it from him. Yes. And it's true. <laughs> if you want, you know the reason. And, and let me tell you the simple logic. When you wake up in the morning, you have to start with a winning, uh, winning something, winning on something. With something has to start right just from mm -hmm. the very beginning. And waking up is not enough. Waking up is just waking up. But when you start doing your bed, which is usually something that we don't want to do because of the laziness or whatever, we want to leave it for later, yeah. that already sets you in the right direction with purpose. And on top of that, mm. once that bed is done and it's nicely done, and you look <laughs> back, you start feeling proud about yourself. Yes. And once you start feeling proud about yourself, everything else flows easier. Easy. If you feel good about yourself, you already have your first accomplishment, everything else will be a lot easier to perform. That is pretty it's amazing. amazing. Huh? That's an admirable deal, deal Mac. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Simple things make amazing impacts in your life. Hmm. Okay, so let me, let me ask you this then. If you only had one day, one day to live, what would you have liked your final contribution to be? If I have one day to live, what would be my final contribution to be, to do? Mm -hmm. you know, that's a very, very tough and good question. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, and I con that comes back to my, to one, uh, one of the values that actually I, I did with, uh, with John Maxwell is called forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And uh, it touched me when I read that, that, that chapter uh, in the transformation table. And he said that when he has his heart attack and, um, and he looked back to his life, he realized mm -hmm. that he couldn't, he, he didn't have anybody to, to call or anything to fix. Mm -hmm. uh, or anybody to call to ask for forgiveness or to amend because actually he already have put all the, his dog in the road, you know, he already yes. fixed. And uh, he was actually quite proud of that. Mm. So I guess, I guess, and that's something that I don't want to wait to the very last moment. As a matter of fact, that's something that I'm actually starting to live, to, to leave mm -hmm. is, and not leave it for the very last day. But if I had to wait, if I knew that <laughs> I had the very last day, it would be that. It would just it, it would be just to uh, uh, amend any broken bridge, and make sure that anything that I broke in the process of my life gets uh, repaired. Or at least the people that think that they hurt me, or they did, mm -hmm. they also know that they are they are released and and uh, and that they they are completely released from any any hard feelings or any any hurt from my part. Wow. And it, it goes two ways. It's not mm -hmm. only it, it goes two ways. It's not only you letting other know, hey, I messed it up, I did wrong, and and I really aware of that and I'm sorry, right? But I'm also I think that is it goes the other way around too. Yes. You also have to call those that hurt you and mm -hmm. tell them, listen, I know we messed it up, I had done it too. I'm releasing you and I welcome you with open arms, you know. Wow. Uh, forgiving Forgiving um, and ask for forgiveness. That would be my last thing. I'm I'm, I'm wow. actually working on that. I'm starting to do that as much as I can, and 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 I start with an attitude. Yes. The, the forgiving process starts with an attitude. 
stop being uh, there is a there is a saying uh, that when when you are in a hole you have to stop digging right mm -hmm. well if you know if you know that that you had done things that have hurt and people have hurt you what you have to do immediately is to stop digging into being a victim or yes. acting as a as a, a victimary you know just just start being a gift mm -hmm. start being a gift and, and stop the continuous uh, visual cycle of resentment and hurt. Wow, I really love love that story. I could be talking to you forever. We've already been over 45 minutes now. I really appreciate your time. I'm not going to visit much more. I have one last question to to ask you. But I think almost everything you've, you've talked about with our audience today is about success, not just being material. Yes, financial success is part of it. But it's much more than that. It's the relationship you have with people, right? It's right. the legacy that you live after you are gone, because we're not gonna live on this earth for forever. And success is much larger than that. So for some people, no, they want to become a CEO, they want to have their own business, they want to make a lot of money, which which is fine. There is nothing wrong with that, but it's going beyond success to becoming significant. And I think that really takes a lot of uh, leadership. Thank you so much for um, being on the podcast today. I think I need to invite you uh, again some sometime. But before I let you go, last question I have for you, number seven. How can we add value back to you? Recommend me a book. <laughs> Tell me a book that I should read. Because, see, uh, I, I don't know everything. And as a matter of fact, I really don't know what I don't know. <laughs> so... If you can actually pass it on to me, something that, that probably can add value to my life, like a book, I will really appreciate it. Fantastic. I'm going to make sure uh, people who are listening to us today are going to give you a lot. But one book that just came to mind, I'm going to start a mastermind on that, are the 21 Laws of Leadership. I know you've already read that book, but the 25th edition is coming up, I think, at the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken. Right mistaken that's one book that literally changed my life i think it was published uh i first read it when i was 17 18 years years old and uh, it's just amazing the more i read it the more i really get out of um, the book it's it is really a not just a, a best-selling book but i think really a foundational book uh, when it comes to leadership i know we've used it in the military in the u.s navy too and uh, uh i don't know it's, it's one book i i can't stop recommending for uh sure uh, have, have you also read uh, Think Think and Grow Rich? I'm sure you may have. Uh, so, I'm sorry? Think Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow Rich, yes. I have read that one too. That's, Many times. That's one. I read that book every month, once a month. Wow. I read it once a year. Okay, okay, good. I, I read that one once a year. I read it once a month. Yeah, I read it once a month because uh, it helps me to refresh my mind in a right in a proper direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, that that is that is That's definitely a powerful, uh, a powerful book. And another one I also read once a year is uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, those those are the, the two books I read every every year. Uh, is that one from uh, pa Paulo Coelho? No, no, I think it's George George Clayson. Uh, Paul McMacullough, I've, I've read many of, of, of his books uh, also, also, 
Uh, yeah. But the, the richest I, man in yeah, I in, thought that one is uh, the greatest salesman is from Paulo Coelho. Yes, yeah. yes, that's that's a that's a good one too. Okay, okay, good. So I, I don't have anything to recommend to you. you. You know, you know all of those books already. But again, thank you so much for for your time. I really, really do appreciate that already. Sure. And I think uh, when we get time, I definitely need to uh, get you back here. And thank you so much for the great work uh, you did in the Dominican Republic last week. I believe it's going to impact that nation forever. I think we were able to yes. reach out to what, 25,000 uh, leaders in that country across their uh, right. entire nation. I think uh, that's going to have a significant impact even long you know, after you and I are both gone. Give you the last last word. Yes, I, I want to add something to that, that one of the things that happened to me in the Dominican Republic is uh, actually is, uh, confirmed one of the dreams that I, that I had in my mind for a while now, but now is is a project, it's a clear a clear project. Mm. And it is that one day to bring the transformation table when Cuba becomes a free country again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, uh, I cannot uh, yes. thank you, thank you enough. Thank, thank you so much, Ray. And I really uh, appreciate uh, uh, your your time today for being so generous and for all of my uh, audience. If you still have questions for Ray, you can add them to the uh, comment. And thanks again for joining us on this edition of the uh, Leadership and Success uh, podcast. Uh, out now. Thank you for listening to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our channels and come back for more wisdom nuggets on how you may develop into a better leader and achieve greater levels of success. Leadership is the most critical skill. The world will always need leaders to lead others, deploy the next disruptive technology, or execute a business strategy. You may as well decide on counting yourself among the 21st century leaders. See you right here next time on the Leadership and Success Podcast with Coach BZ.